Welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Ruth Browning. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Hallelujah. Yes, God, we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your word. We love your word. Speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give someone a high five. Not a hug today. No hugs today. Remember during COVID and I'd want to say, I'll give someone a hug and then you weren't allowed to. (laughs) Oh, dear. That was a strange time, wasn't it? Praise the Lord. So it's great to be in church. Hallelujah. We are speaking about God's healing. We have heard how God wants to heal us. We heard from Janelle how we have to fight for healing, have faith for healing from the wonderful Christopher Brown. So I want to just uh, tell you a little story. We, um, we got a four-wheel drive Subaru, which do we still have? One? Yeah. I'm not really into cars um, and I'm not really into four-wheel driving either. We drive a Lamborghini. Oh, do we? Okay. <laughs> they might get a bit worried if we drive a Lamborghini. I actually heard of a pastor who got given some super fancy car. Was it a Ferrari in America? And he didn't know what to do. He didn't want to drive it because he thought it might look bad. But he sort of had to wrestle with God about it. Um, so if you feel like giving us one, I mean, we, we will drive it. That's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. No. Well, I won't. Oh, I won't get to drive it. Okay, whatever. Anyway, we were out in the, we were in the Wadigans and we were four-wheel driving and we came across, you know, when you're four-wheel driving, all sorts of things happen and we came across a tree that had fallen across the road. And so, you know, you have a choice. What do you do? Do you turn around and go back or do you sit and do nothing? That's obviously not a choice. Or you've got to move the tree. So my husband got out and I've got a photo of him lifting this tree. It wasn't too big, but it was big-ish. It was a huge tree, huge. He's so strong. He has amazing muscles. I wish you could all see when he's really just, when they really work those muscles. He's ripped. He's ripped. Anyway, okay, whatever, whatever. Um, I'm just doing as I'm told. Okay, so no, I've got a photo of him moving. So he picked the tree up and and I think, I think I, after I took the photo, I might have even helped him. And so um, we moved the tree. I know, right? Great story. And then we can keep going. And he told me, we we're talking about it, he said with the motorbike guys who go even further out into the, you know, the wild west, um, they even take chainsaws. So apparently, you know, after a storm, the, the, the paths are just a mess. They'll take chainsaws and they'll just get out there and just clear the path or even little saws and just so the, the paths are all clear for the next time. So I want to talk today about that concept that in this journey of healing, and healing often is a journey, it's often not just, and we love it when it's just a bam, healed, instant healing, and we have examples of that in our church, and I love that, but it's often a journey. It's often a journey. And on that journey, there are often obstacles. There are things in the way. And I want to talk today about some of those obstacles to healing and what to do about it. Because it's exactly the same as when we're out in the bush and we come across an obstacle. What do we do? We have to make a choice. So I'm going to go through a few of those obstacles 
Listen to Isaiah 57. And it will be said, verse 14, it will be said, build up, build up, prepare the road, remove the obstacles out of the way of my people. I have seen their ways, but I will heal them. I will guide them and restore comfort to Israel's mourners, creating praise on their lips. Peace, peace to those far and near, says the Lord. I will heal them. Remove the obstacles. I will heal them. I just want to say that when I found that verse, I was like, could you get a more perfect verse for this, <laughs> for this topic? I was like, wow, thanks God. I've never even noticed that before. We live in a kingdom and in a world of miracles, but also mysteries. So we all know people who have had long-term sicknesses, sometimes very godly, beautiful Christian people. We all know godly, beautiful Christian people who have gone home to be with Jesus, perhaps before we thought it might be right. So there are mysteries. There are people that sometimes... I don't know why it seems as if they didn't get their healing, although once they're in heaven, of course, that's all. So that's not an issue. So we do, we do know those things happen and we don't always understand it. And my answer to that is I don't know about each person's individual walk with Jesus. I just know about Jesus. So we don't know everything that goes on in someone's life. Maybe we know a little bit about their life, but at the end of the day, that's between them and Jesus. Our job is to focus on Jesus. So when I talk about that, you know, sometimes there are obstacles to healing, I, I don't like to have that attitude of, oh, so that's probably what so-and-so is doing wrong, you know, that they, maybe they don't do that or they don't do this and have that kind of attitude about other people that are sick. I don't think that's the right attitude to have because we don't know about other people sometimes. All I know is that Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. So I keep my eyes on Jesus and I just keep moving forward. And I'm going to present you uh, some of these obstacles and, and that's for things for us to deal with. So if I, if I want healing, I'm going to keep on this journey. If, it's, if it seems delayed or if things aren't happening, I will remove every obstacle I can. Maybe I can help others, but I'm not presenting this as a way of sort of judging other people who aren't healed or who didn't get healed, it seemed, who are in heaven. That's okay. There are mysteries. We don't understand. But we just keep looking at Jesus and we just keep moving forward. And I know that the word of God says, I will heal them. So regardless of what happens to other Christians and other Christians, you know, we all know people that do some wild and wacky things. But it's like, well, I'm not going to. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We have to keep our journey. We have to keep moving forward with Jesus and not allow our faith to be derailed by what's happening with other people. We just keep moving forward. So... The first reasons, let's just move straight into some of these obstacles. The, the main reason sometimes people don't get healed is that they just don't know and use the word of God. They, they don't understand how to use the word of God. They don't understand how to get a hold of that sword of the spirit and actually use it. And I can't think of a more perfect example of how to use the word of God than what Maddie just shared. I practically thought... Well, I might as well just, that's it. That's, that's just the perfect example of healing. I mean, she just did everything right. She really did. She, she became aware of the struggle. She got a hold of the word of God. And she didn't just sort of 
say, yeah, that's a good scripture, but whatever. She used it. She just ate it up. She had it everywhere in her life. It was plastered everywhere. I mean, in the Old Testament, they used to say that to the Jews, put them on your forehead. You know, put it, put it here. And to this day, there are literally Orthodox Jews that have this little box and they literally wear the word of God on their forehead sometimes. Like, I don't know if they do it all the time or just when they're in ceremonial clothes. But there's this weird little box because they take it literally. And so she used the word of God and then she, she had to say the word of God. She got help from her pastors. She got prayer. She kept fighting until she broke through. And it was a journey and it took a bit of time, but she got there. So I just think... Well, there it is. That's the way to move forward with the Word of God. And Pastor Chris preached a great message last week about that. So I won't go too much into that whole thing of how to get a hold of the Word of God, how to proclaim the Word of God, and how to use the Word of God. Sometimes we are listening to other voices apart from the Word of God, like, again, Maddie said, Google, the voice of Google, or even just other um, Christians, you know, there's quite a lot of Christians who have had theologies that, you know, the age of miracles has passed. I don't know if that many people still believe that, but that was around quite a lot, that it's, or that he wants me to be sick. God wants us to be sick because, you know, it's a test for me and he's going to keep me sick and it's just my lot. And obviously God allows sickness on us sometimes because we, we get sick, so it's in his permissive will. But his ultimate will is for us to break through and get victory over that sickness some people don't understand that. Some people don't understand that, that healing is actually part of the atonement. When Jesus was on the cross, that he died for our sin and our sickness. So there's so many things there we, that we can explore. But listen to Romans 16, 17. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. Wow, that's amazing. There, he says, be careful. People will actually put obstacles in your way to stop you from getting that healing, to stop you from breaking through. And he says, watch, it says, actually says, keep away from them. Do we obey that scripture or do we keep, you know, listening to that voice and keep going back to that Google site or keep going back to those uh, people who have a different concept of healing than we do? It says keep away from them because you have to be careful what you listen to. If you keep listening to faith and you keep pouring healing testimonies into your heart, your faith will build and your, your, your heart will grow. But if you keep listening to, to the negative stories or to people who you know, say, no, you're not going to get healed or this is the way it is, then that's where you'll go too. So it's really important to, to obey that word. It says keep away, keep away from that listening, not to be sort of rude to people, but I don't, I don't, I'm not going to listen to that. So also Hosea 4.6, look at this one. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed. So not knowing the word of God, not knowing what God teaches will actually destroy you. And it does destroy us. So not knowing and using the word. As I said, that's mainly what Chris preached last week. And I just had to go over it because it is the number one reason why most people aren't healed. And they either they don't know what to believe or they don't. They're not diligent in their belief. They don't know how to speak the word of God. They don't know how to act in faith. All of those kinds of things are a reason why sometimes people aren't healed. So that's the first thing to get a hold of. Another reason why people are often not healed is actually they don't want to be. 
I know that sounds like, oh, yeah, they do. Not always. Not always. And we see this in the Bible. John 5, 6. Now Jesus went to the pool of Bethesda and there was a great multitude of people waiting to be healed by an angel who came down from heaven and stirred the waters. It's a very strange story, isn't it? It's like, what? Anyway, this man had been there for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had, he saw him lying there and he knew that he had been in that condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? That's an interesting question, isn't it? This man had been lying beside a pool, a potential healing pool, for 38 years. Why did he ask that question? Do you want to be made well? Are you sure you want to be made well? Or is this, is this your, your place? Some people, this is their identity. This is what I do. I lie, I'm here at the pool. I've made a few friends. You know, I, get, I, I don't have to work because I can't. I'm paralysed and I get, you know, I get people come in. We did, I, don't, I doubt that the Romans gave them any government benefits, but they did have a concept of giving to the poor. So people would have probably came, come in and helped them out and given to the poor. And if you get better, maybe you have to start, go out and work, you know. Maybe you have to <laughs> live a different lifestyle. Maybe that's not the lifestyle he wants to live. Some people, it's, it's, it's their identity to be sick. They can enjoy the attention. They can enjoy going to doctors. Every, every doctor I know will tell you they have, you know, people that, serial visitors who seem to always come in with issues because the doctor's probably the nicest person they've spoken to all week. You know what I'm saying? And so that can be an issue. And we have to, we have to not just, um, we have to actually hate sickness. We actually have to really fight against it because if we don't hate something, we can often allow it. We have to be strong. I, I, there's a funny story of one of my friends, her little girl, when she was a certain age, um, decided that she couldn't see very well. And uh, so she went to the optometrist and she had a little test, you know, as you do, as I now know about. Um, and... Anyway, and so he was going, all right, now, how's that? Can you see with that one? Is that, how's, which is better, this one or this one? And she said, no, 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 I can't, I can't see that. And he went, all right, what, what about this? No, what's that letter there? I can't, I can't see it. I can't see it. And, he, and then he tried another one. He tried another one. And she's like, I just can't. I can't, re- I can't see it. I can't see it. And anyway, he goes, he sort of put him down. He looked at her and he says, you're going to need a guide dog. And... <laughs> Because he got onto her. She was basically faking the test because she wanted the glasses. And her mother was outside and the, and the doctor said, yeah, I think, uh, I think the issue here. And he sort of explained it to her. And she was like, honey, like, I won't say her name. But she's like, oh, what? And she goes, and the girl started crying right there. And goes, mum, I just want glasses so badly. <laughs> and they're like, right, Okay. <laughs> So, you know, she wanted glasses. Now, that's a sweet story, and I don't think she got them at that point, but um, I know I had a friend who did the same thing. She just wanted glasses, you know, when we were at school. And I can remember she sort of arrived at school, and I, got, I can't see very well, I've got my glasses. And I was like, all right. I said, can I try them on? I remember, like, I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> but it's dangerous to play around with things like that because my friend ended up needing those glasses very badly. Now... I mean, I, I can't say whether she was completely faking it or not. I, I wouldn't 
necessarily put that on her, although I suspect she was. But you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you can sort of toy around with sickness or toy around with things or think, you know, this is okay, it's not so bad. But it's a dangerous door to open. It's a dangerous door to open because we know, you know, Maddie's story showed us and there's a lot of other stories sometimes when you open the door to sickness there are devils involved there's demons out there you know there's demons with specific sicknesses there's different types of sicknesses some of them are just you know bugs and viruses and things like that but some of them are actually attached to devils so when you start playing around in this world and go i'm just going to play around in this world the devil goes oh all right we're playing i'll play you don't want to be playing with devils so we have to hate sickness we had to have to hate disease, not just be ambivalent about it, but actually hate it and say, no, nothing, nothing at all, and fight it. Some of you might have just a little issue, and it's not so bad, but I, I take the attitude, no, nothing. I'm going to fight everything. I'm going to go, because Jesus was, he was relentless in dealing with disease, wasn't he, on earth? He, he didn't just go, oh, you're all right. He's like, no, I'll heal that. I'll heal this. I'll heal this. All the time, he's healing, healing, healing. He really fought against sickness. He really disliked it. He had that attitude of, let's deal with this for everyone. Regularly, it said there was a great crowd and he healed them all. So let's have that attitude that we don't want any of the attention or any of the compensation or any of that that comes from sometimes being sick. And in a similar way, we can... Uh, we can enjoy the sickness or we can actually glorify the illness because it's interesting sometimes isn't it just to what's going on and as you say what does google say and how does this work and there's a certain i mean i'm i'm actually fascinated by medical science i do enjoy looking up and finding out about diseases to the point where <laughs> i don't know if alan knows this but linda regularly used to bring her boys to me when they had an, an injury. She didn't, she didn't go to the doctor, she came to me and we'd, and we'd explore. I remember one time, it was Buzz, he did a somersault into the pool and he landed on his head, the side of the pool, so he cracked his head open. So she comes to me, she goes, Ruth, can I come over? I'm like, yeah. She, she arrives and it's this blood like pouring out. I go, oh, what, what's happening? She goes, I just want to see if we need to go to the doctor. So we came in and I'm examining it. And, yeah, with, I don't, can't remember what the result was, but... Anyway, I just, I enjoy that kind of thing. So, um, but we don't want to enjoy it too much. We need to, you know, be sure that we are focusing on Jesus. Romans 4.20, it says this, Abraham did not become weak in faith and he did not closely observe and consider and focus on his own body, which was already dead because he was 100 years old or the deadness of Sarah's womb. So they wanted to have a baby. Something was wrong. Something wasn't right medically, but he said he didn't focus on that. He didn't focus on that. He didn't consider it too much. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Sometimes we just focus too much on the sickness, and we need to focus on Jesus. So this can stop us from being healing if we're just constantly focusing on our sickness. I, I remember one time I had a severe wrist pain and I didn't know why. I couldn't put any weight on it at all. I just remember that it was very sore. And in this instance, I just felt to ignore, to ignore it. I just remember thinking, oh, this is something weird going on. But in, in this instance, and, I, and there's a million different ways you can be healed and we'll talk about that next week or the week after. But 
in this instance, I just felt I'm just going to pray over it and then ignore it and just go on. And, um, and so not focus on the sickness, but focus on Jesus and just praise God. And then, and then I just remember thinking, oh, it's, it's healed. And I must say, I reckon that's my husband's favourite way of being healing is to ignore it. He just regularly has sicknesses and diseases. And I go, are you okay? And he says, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And <laughs> we laugh because sometimes it actually gets a little bit bad. So there's this, you know, we have to be wise. There's so many ways of being healed. Sometimes we can ignore things, other times not. And I do remember, I will share the story of one time. He had been out motorbike riding and he came home, like he walked in the door like this, hi, babe. And I go, you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm absolutely fine. I go, all right. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, little, a little off. Not too bad. Not too bad. And I'm like, mm. Anyway, he went to bed that night and I heard this very strange sound, this very strange sound. And I'm like, what is that noise? And then I went, it's Chris. And it sounded like there was a, a tap that was gurgling. And I went a bit closer to his chest. And every time he took a breath in, he took a breath in, there was like, and then a breath out, and I'm like, that sounds really bad. There's a gurgling sound connected with his breathing. So then I, the next morning I rang my brother-in-law, who's a physio, who is my source of medicine, because we just try to avoid doctors, cause, partly because you just can't, how do you even see a doctor these days? I can't even get in half the time. So so rang my brother and he just said, he needs to go to the hospital now. And I went, right. I said, babe, you've got to go to the hospital. You've got to go. And he goes, this is just ridiculous. This is, you've got something going on with your lungs. This is not good. So anyway, he goes to the hospital, comes home, and, he, and I go, how was it? And he goes, I said, that was quick. He goes, it was, I couldn't wait. It was too long a queue. I'm like, oh, babe. So then I think you finally went to the medical centre, didn't you? And honestly. And then something terrible was going wrong. Water in your lungs. Broken ribs. I mean, it wasn't good. So, look, we believe in medical science. So, all of this requires wisdom. On the one hand, I ignored my wrist, I prayed, I was healed. But there are times when we do need to go to the doctor and show wisdom. So, there's just this balance. We totally believe in doctors and wisdom. And it's ignoring doesn't mean just like, oh, I'm not, not dealing with the issue. Some people just like, I, I just don't deal with it. They're not praying. They're not going to the doctor. They're not doing anything. I think that's actually dangerous, okay? I mean, if you're in faith and praying and you're in wisdom, great. But we just don't just sort of like gurgle away at night. Anyway, he, went, he did go and the doctors did say it was quite serious, but he prayed and got healed anyway. So he didn't do much more. So it's very important to be wise in how we deal with it. Not too much attention, but then not being unwise. Which leads me to my next point, why some people don't receive healing, is that they actually focus too much on medical science. It's all medicine. It's all doctors. It's all what the doctors say. 2 Chronicles 16.12. Listen to this scripture. In the 39th year of Asa, King Asa's reign, he became diseased in his feet. His malady was severe. Yet... In his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but only the physicians, the doctors. So he died. That's interesting, isn't it? It was only the doctors. He just went, quick, I'm, wrong. I'm sick, quick, go to the doctors. There was no prayer, there was no looking to God, and he died. So we need to be aware that doctors can be wrong. Doctors, 
they don't know everything. I, um, I, I have a favourite book I read called How Doctors Think by Jerome Groupman. I read a lot of medical books. I love medical books. And they, they, they argue amongst themselves, you know. They don't know everything. There is a lot of debate about what works, what doesn't work, what drugs work, what drugs don't work. It's not like a, a settled science. You have to understand that. There's a lot of, a lot of different ways. It's, it's a, some doctors even say it's more of an art than a science. And not to mention they don't know you. Everyone's body is different. Some people react to food and some people don't. You know, we're all different. Only God knows your body as well as anyone. We've got to go to God first and we've got to trust God. So yes, use doctors, but, but you, this guy died because he only went to doctors. He didn't pray, didn't seek God. He didn't hear what the Lord had to say. So for me, I like to go to, the, if I like to first pray and get healed and if, and sometimes I just feel in my heart, sometimes I think, no, we're good. I'm good. Other times I went, no, I need to go to the doctor. I, I need to go. So, you know, I, I just have a sense of what, what's right and what's not. But if I go to the doctor, I go with Jesus. And I often go and tell the doctor what's wrong. I know that sounds weird, but I just go, oh, I'm not going to accept that. I get, when I'm, you know, in the car, I think, no, if they say that, no. I, I'll, I'll suggest something. That's what I do. I just really do. I go, oh, yeah, look, so-and-so, I think it's probably just this. And, you know, every time they go, yeah, 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 that's probably what it is. Every time. I just suggest what it is because I think, well, I'm not allowing this, this or this, so I'll, I'll go with that. And, and then they always seem to agree with me. So I go, okay. And so, because um, they don't know. And they know that people often know their own bodies quite well. So we have to just be wise with doctors. And you know what else I want to say is that we confuse doctors. We are the church of confused doctors. I cannot tell you how many times people go to the doctor. They come here. We pray for them. They go back to the doctor and the doctor's like, I don't really, I don't really know what's going on here. And I go, yes. Because they don't expect God to suddenly switch things around. And the classic example of that is Bethany when she, um, she, she bashed her head against the kitchen bench. She, she's, in, she's inherited a little bit of my husband's sort of suddenness, I would call it. It's gone through, there's a little bit, and there's a bit through Havelock too. So she was just getting something out of the drawer and she did it so fast. It was like, bam, like that. Like, it was the corner. Oh, of course, your corner. It's easy to do the corner. So whatever. Um, she bashed her head so hard that she got this terrible bruise and then the bruise seemed to extend into her eye and the next thing her eyes red with blood in the eye. So then she's thinking, all right, maybe I better go to the doctor. So she goes to the doctor. Did you go to the doctor at that stage? Anyway, and the doctor had a look and said, look, it, it, it looks, just looks like a bad bruise and it's obviously got through into the eye socket. It should be okay. You've just got to make sure that, that have, you haven't cracked the skull and it's bleeding right in the brain. And she says, well, how would I know that? And she goes, well, because it would go through the other side, like you'd see it. So sure enough, she wakes up the next morning and she's bleeding in both eyes, like both eyes are red. And we're just like, oh. So then she goes, she's, so now obviously the bleeding is is somewhere inside because, you know, your eyes aren't connected this way. It's got to go around. So that's not good. So she goes back to the doctor and they're like, this isn't good. So I did an MRI, but there's no bleeding. And they couldn't find any bleeding inside or on the brain. And they were like, well, there must be because there's no way blood could go from one eye to the other except through the brain. But there was no bleeding. So the doctors were like, we don't know what to say. And it was because obviously we were praying. And so... She was fine. So it was just, there was, they, they just didn't know what to say about it. And clearly something bad had happened, but there was no 
bad things going on, apart from the fact she looked terrible. She had two eyes that were full of blood. And she said, you know, she's, what, you were stopped by the police. She kept getting these, she kept getting tested, but, and they thought she was on drugs. They kept all the, she, the police would stop her for whatever reason. I don't know. She was a pee plater. And so then she, she got breath tested, and they were like, okay, we better, do, like, have you taken anything, young ladies? No, no, I'm really fine with these bright red eyes. Anyway, praise the Lord. So we, we love doctors, we use doctors, but we don't, we don't, we look to Jesus. He is our answer, and we go to Him first. And if we do go to the doctors, we go with Jesus and we pray in faith. And I like to put up a shield of faith too because sometimes they say some Whoa, stuff, you know. They say stuff. I just put a shield of faith. I literally go like this sometimes. And they say things, well, it could be this, 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 this. And I go, nope, 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 nope. So, all right, other reasons. Let's just run through a few quick reasons why obstacles that we need to move for healing. We've got – sometimes it's just sin. We're outside God's will. Sin will sometimes stop you from healing, being healed. David said in Psalm 66, 18, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Wow, what a strong scripture. If I regard iniquity, in other words, if I've got sin and I'm, I'm good with that, God's like, can you deal with this stuff first? So sometimes we might have unforgiveness or bitterness or some kind of thing going on in our world. And we need to deal with it. If you're not getting results, ask God. Is there something in the way? Am I? Now, of course, we sin all the time. This is just if we're holding on to sin and it's just, you know, we don't, we don't want to deal with it. But if we do do the wrong thing and we confess it, there's no reason for those things to get in the way. In Joshua 7, verse 10 to 11, they got defeated in one of their, in one of their uh, battles at Ai. And Joshua's like, he got on his knees and he's praying. He's like, God, why did we get defeated? You promised that we would win every battle. It's like that with healing. God, what is going on? You promised. And God said this. He said to him, the Lord said, get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? He said, stop praying. And then he said this, Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. That's very interesting. So we can be like praying and praying and praying. And I've seen this with some people. They're praying and praying. I'm thinking, yeah, but you've got this stuff you've got to deal with. So deal with the stuff. And God actually said, just stop praying, get up and deal with the sin. So that's what they did. He went out and find out, found out what was going wrong. And they dealt with it. And then they got their victory. So sin can be a problem. Other issues can be that we're isolated and we don't want to get help. We don't, we don't want to ask for help. And I, I find this all the time. We're in a church. Hey, we, you have our mobile numbers, most of you. If you need prayer, just ask for it. On the, you know, on the WhatsApp, it's great. The ladies put it up there. Pray for this. And we all pray. I don't know if the men ever do that, but we have it on the women's WhatsApp all the time. We pray for each other, and it's great. Sometimes we need support. Sometimes we're on our own. We think, no, no, I've got this. I'm fine. It's like, maybe not. Maybe you need the team. Sometimes being alone is a reason why we don't get healed. Not feeling worthy. Sometimes people feel like they don't deserve to be healed. They feel like, well, maybe it's because I'm in sin and I don't deserve to be healed and I am after all. And the devil's great at pointing out all our terrible sins, isn't he? John 9.3, there was a man that was ill and the disciples said, why is he ill, Jesus? Is it because of his sin or his parents? And Jesus said this, neither this man nor his parents sinned. 
There's no sin involved here. But that the works of God should be revealed in him. So he said, it's not a sin issue here. It's just, it just happened. But let's, but let's see the healing of God. So I know I'm throwing out a million, you know, oh, you've sinned? Oh, no, you haven't sinned. Oh, you this, this, can you see why it's a journey? Can you see why I don't know always for you? And it, you have to go through and go, okay, God. And he'll just show you. He's not like he's going to make it a mystery to you. Like, oh, I don't know what's going on. He will guide you and show you what's going, what are the obstacles. When, you, when we came across that tree in the road, it's pretty clear what's going on. We didn't have to sort of analyse what is the obstacle. There it is. God will make it clear if there is an obstacle for you. Another obstacle sometimes is just community unbelief or community laziness. Sometimes as a community, we don't preach on healing. We don't, we don't, we don't believe. Mark 6, 5. In Nazareth, Jesus, it says, because of their unbelief, Jesus couldn't do any miracles except heal a few sick people. He was amazed at their unbelief. Let's not be like that in the West. We can be a little bit like that, I must say. And I must say that I did find in Russia the faith for healing was stronger because it had to be because they didn't have as good medicine at that time and they just were better at it. And I remember noticing that. I remember teaching these exact messages on healing and asking people to go home and pray. And I said, go home and, get, and pray and get healed. And then the next time I had a session and they came up, I said, did anybody pray? Did anyone get healed? And one guy, yes. So I said, oh, come and tell us. And I always remember, he says, you know, got, sorry, I put on a Russian accent. Sorry, Chekhov's. But, you know, yes, it's very good, Ruth. You know, she thought about healing and I have a tooth. It's gone, no tooth there. So I prayed, God, give me a new tooth. So then I wake up in the morning and now I have a new tooth. It's good. And everyone was like, yeah, it's pretty good, you know, pretty good. And I am just like, really? He goes, yeah, 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 look. And I'm looking, I'm like, I'm looking at the tooth and I'm going, and I'm the teacher, right? So I'm like the cat, like, yeah. That, that. And so I can just remember trying not to rave too much, going, that's, that's very good, Vanya. Yep, good one, yep. That'll, that's a good example of praying for healing. Yeah. Okay, and everyone was pleased because now he looked nicer when you smile. Yes, but then when you smile, like, I like it, you know. Like, and I'm just like, that's actually a significant healing, you know. Like, that's, that's really good. But they were so casual about it. I'm just like, okay. And we had, I have to say, when we were in Russia, I mean, I felt like, I don't know, who's the, I felt like Benny Hinn or... Bill Johnson or something, because, you know, people come up and get prayed for you and go, yeah, be healed, and they come back and the next day you go, wow, you know, like, wow, the results were amazing. Like, the healings are incredible. And I just remember thinking, this can't be me, God, because I do this in Australia, and I, I don't know if I get the same results. And it was the community faith. The faith, the people there, they just had more faith. And, and the whole community had more faith. And so the healings, it was more normal for them. And they saw more healings. So this is exactly in the Bible. That's what happened in Nazareth. They're like, yeah, we don't really believe in it. So his Jesus was amazed. What? Okay. They didn't believe. But they didn't get the miracles. So I think this is really good for us because I'm like, let's not be like that. I don't want to be... I don't want us, to, let's, as a church, let's believe. Like, why should the Russians get all the healing? 
Especially now, I should add, but anyway, I won't add that. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Come on, we, we, can, we can do it. We can, get, we can be the same. So finally, there's just giving up too soon. So, you know, in all of that journey, that's a lot, there's a lot of things that can happen. And it can be years. I mean, Abraham waited, what was it, 25 years before he got his healing. But he never gave up. It said he was strong in faith. I hope you don't have to wait 25 years, but the reality is sometimes this journey is a journey. You know, there's just so many different journeys that we have in our healing journey. And it's very easy to go, oh, well, it hasn't happened. So we stop. It's like, don't stop. Don't stop. Keep going. Keep having faith. And, you know, can I just say, even if you died with your sickness, you know, and you sort of think, oh, well, you know, I died. It didn't work. Yes, yes, it did. Yes, it did, because i tell you something, faith is never wasted. Even if we don't see the exact results we want, the battle is a worthy battle. And when we fight any battle, we are fighting off a whole bunch of other things that could come on, and we're also fighting on behalf of our children. So the battle is always worthy, even if we don't see the results we want. Just, just to have faith and keep fighting and keep going, and, and, and in terms of obstacles, just move them out of the way. Just move them out of the way. Keep pressing in. So praise God. Go through this list. Make your own list and keep pressing on. Jesus told his disciples in Luke 18.1 a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. So let's be a church like that, that is always praying. We never give up. We are pressing through and it may be healing, it may be finances, it may be some other issue that you're pressing through in faith for, but let's move forward and do that. Amen? Come on. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net